Good evening, and welcome to the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee. I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can find me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and follow the podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Make sure you're following and subscribing to stay up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. On tonight's episode, we're going to have some fun uh, discussion about Winnipeg's recent game against the Chicago Blackhawks on this past Sunday, as well as some AHL All-Star game talk with J.D. Hernandez from the Locked on Anaheim Ducks show. If you guys have never listened to his show, be sure to give it a shot. J.D. has some really unique insights and really cool stories from both the AHL and NHL levels of the uh, Anaheim Ducks system, as well as some of the SoCal sports franchises located in the general vicinity of his location. But before we uh, head out to the West Coast, I think it's probably important to talk about what exactly happened in the Winnipeg Jets game against the Chicago Blackhawks. In a word, um, I guess we can call this ungood. That's not really a word, but that's what I'm going to coin this, just because I don't really feel like there's anything else to say about this loss. Winnipeg lost 5-2. Patrick Kane gets his 1,000th career point, which, you know, you always know is coming, because Winnipeg always has these milestone career points, whether it's a first initial goal, some sort of record points or goal tally. I mean, Winnipeg just seems to have all of these milestone occurrences happen against the team, which in some ways, I guess, is is payback for all of the times Patrick Laine scores against the Dallas Stars, but I'd very much prefer not to give it to guys like Kane, who I'm not overly fond of. Honestly, you know, I mean, you can't even really say that the Chicago Blackhawks were all that great. I mean, the, the Hawks were a decent team. I mean, they, they did enough, uh, but they were kind of undisciplined. They took a lot of penalties, uh, usually off the stick or, or the physicality of, of Drake Kajula, but I don't know. Winnipeg was just kind of sucky in general, and I feel like we've seen a lot of these games from them in recent times where they're not really playing up to their standard. You know, I I get it. After the home loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is a legitimately great squad, uh, you know, the Jets had a, a bit of a statement to make, and I feel like they came out against the Hawks and really didn't make that statement at all. If anything, I felt like we saw shades of what they did last season, where at times they just kind of quit on the game and really didn't try all that much. And this isn't really what happened in this game, but you could see that same level of of poor performance and just general lackluster play. It's just not good enough. I mean, it's not like Winnipeg didn't generate any offense whatsoever, but for the most part, I mean, the shot clock was a little bit generous, I feel. And I don't know, I just don't really feel any connection to this particular um, performance or, or any excitement about it. With this really defensive style that Maurice is trying to get the team to play, I think it, it tends to lend itself to very boring, unexciting hockey, and I feel like Winnipeg is falling into this trap of, of thinking that Hellebuck can keep his current level of performance up. You know, when you don't give him any goal support or really generate a whole lot of offense or even make a simple zone clearance in the defensive end, I'm not really sure what Hellebuck is supposed to do. I mean, the Jets are not just not getting it done. And then to lose Adam Lowry, uh, who is going to be out for at least four weeks, if not longer, you don't even really get any positives to draw from this game. Patrick Liney scored, which is cool. I like that. Uh, and, and Mark Shifley collected a goal, if I recall correctly. But that's just, I don't know, man, this team is just not fun to watch. And it seems like I'm not the only one who feels this way because there's a there's a vocal segment of us who haven't been happy with the Jets for a couple of seasons now. Um, some of us have, have on and off been a little bit divided on how we feel. I think 27-2018 was probably when everyone across the board felt like that was the team, that was a great show. But sandwiched in between these playoff appearances, uh, however brief or long as they were, the Jets just haven't really given us much to be inspired by. And I feel like this season is increasingly trending in the wrong direction. If the Jets suck, but also play really fun hockey and score a lot of goals while trading a lot of chances and and arguably surrendering more goals than they've conceded already, 
I am okay with that. I'd rather that they play a risky, uh, take chances kind of approach than whatever they're doing right now, which is just sort of sucking the life out of any offensive zone possession and really struggling to get anywhere out of the defensive end. You know, you watch the passing, which is not crisp. There are guys tripping over the puck, uh, not really making the right decisions under pressure, or when they have an odd man situation where they can create a scoring opportunity, the puck just sort of trails behind them, they don't make the pass cleanly, gets picked off, it's turned over. There seems to be this pervasive malaise around this team, and I don't really know how the Jets are going to kick this habit because they've been doing this for a while now, and I don't know. I, I don't think that the team has necessarily quit on Paul Maurice and the coaching staff, but... Yeah, you know, I just, I don't really feel anything positive coming from this team other than, yeah, you know, we're we're a young squad and we're trying our hardest, but the Jets have been through this young squad crap before. With all due respect to Blake Wheeler, who kind of came out with this response, I think he and I both know, and everyone knows, the Jets really aren't holding themselves to the standard that they need to. Or if they are, they're just not getting the results to reflect that. Right now, Winnipeg is playing some of the worst hockey this team has ever played in its entire franchise history. I would argue that the Atlanta Thrashers played more exciting hockey than this because at least there was some level of unpredictability. The only unpredictability the Jets seem to have is whether or not Connor Hellebuck is going to give up, you know, one or two goals or like five or six. It's really unfair to pin all of this team's, you know, success and failures on, on Hellebuck's shoulders. The Jets have to just flat out do more, and I've been saying this for weeks and it's really not changed. Uh, obviously, their expected goal differential has been among the worst in the NHL, and it, it's technically ticked up a little bit over the past couple of games. But if the team thinks that this performance is acceptable, you know, that, that little modicum of improvement, however modest it is, it ain't cutting it. It's not even close. The Jets still don't really look all that competitive, and it's just a lifeless team right now. And with Adam Lowry out, now you lose one of your defensive specialists on both sides of the puck, whether it's in the PK, even strength, whatever you can say about it. He's just not going to be around, and that's going to be a huge loss for this team. Winnipeg already has this weird approach to just dumping the puck and chasing with a couple of forechecking forwards, and the only guy who's really capable of that outside of Andrew Kopp is like Adam Lowry. Now that the Jets are going to have to rely on actual zone entry experts who carry the puck and don't dump it, I mean, Winnipeg is going to be SOL, to be honest. I mean, what is this team going to do? I have no idea. They recalled uh, Christian Veselainen from the Manitoba Moose, but this dude, look, I love Veselainen, and he's a great prospect, but I think most of us would probably agree that, generally speaking, his progression hasn't seen the kind of uptick that we were hoping. He's still a talented scoring forward, and he has a lot of potential, but as far as his even strength play is concerned, he's very hit or miss. He doesn't exactly strike me as a Maurice kind of player either, so I'm not exactly sure, you know, if he even figures into this lineup, what is he going to do? You think about guys like Gabriel Bork and Logan Shaw, who are more Maurice-y, even though they're still not good players, but they, they play that kind of grindy forechecking style. Veselainen is more of a passive poacher, and, and yes, he does have some really nifty vision and a great release and, and some pretty good skating, but I don't know. I'm not really feeling like he's going to be that big of a difference maker. I could be wrong, but I just, I, I feel very ambivalent about where this team is right now. And uh, thank goodness the All-Star break is right around the corner because this team is totally screwed right now. Brian Little is probably coming back soon, but there's just not enough depth and, and defensive help for this team to actually do anything. And as long as the Jets keep playing a bunkery, sheltered style, nothing is going to change with this squad. The only outcome that is likely is that Hellebuck starts to regress a little bit and, and start posting rougher numbers as we go deeper into the season because he can't be expected to perform at such a high level for this long. Maybe a slide is what we really need to see because at this point, if the situation doesn't change, Winnipeg is going to be in some real trouble.
I groaned about the Jets a little bit, but now we have some fun talk. On tonight's show, we have JD coming over from our Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I believe that is Locked On underscore Ducks. Is that correct, JD? That is correct, yes. All right. So this week, JD has the awesome awesome pleasure of going to the AHL All-Star Classic game. JD, why don't you describe to us uh, some of the stuff that you'll be uh, partaking in and checking out? Well, I will be there along with at least one other Locked On host. And we'll be covering the American Hockey League All-Star Game. Actually, I'll be running the clock for one of those. And another time, I'll be covering that. And as far as the American Hockey League, their festivities are on Sunday and Monday, as opposed to the National Hockey League, which is Friday, Saturday this year, to give more exposure to their little brother, the American Hockey League. And on Sunday is going to be the skills competition, which is similar to the NHL skills competition, except it won't be as... (laughs) How can I put this lightly? There won't be a lot of extracurricular stuff that the NHL is trying to experiment with this year. Uh, AHL skills, pretty classic. You have your targets. You have your fastest skater, hardest shot, which, by the way, the Ontario Reign have former Red Wing Martin Furk, who I expect to win the hardest shot at about 100 miles per hour. That's my prediction right now. You guys had like Carl Grundstrom too, who I think is up with the uh, with the big club, but he has like a. I always know that he was known for like a vicious shot, so it would have been funny if he got sent down, um, just to see him go against his own teammate if they sent both of them. That would have been great, but I think Martin Furk has the harder shot out of the two, personally. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, he had a blistering shot the other night against the, not the Tucson Roadrunners, the Stockton Heat, where Martin Ferg just had a blistering shot on a bad angle. And I that's what I'm thinking. 101 miles an hour. And he's the hometown favorite since the All-Star Classic is in Ontario, California at the Toyota Arena. Uh, as far as All-Stars this year, I know Winnipeg, they have a couple of representatives, or I think just the one. Uh, Jansen Harkins for the Manitoba Moose is going to be part of the Central Division. And as far as the Pacific Division... You know, Ontario has Kill, Clegg, Martin, Furk, Cal Peterson. Hey, the Ducks have some all-star representatives in the minor leagues, but they have all-stars. <laughs> uh, they have Anthony Stolarz, former Philadelphia Flyer, representing San Diego, and Chris Weidman, also repping the San Diego goals. So that will be a ton of fun to watch those young guys take part in the all-star game. What's kind of funny is I routinely forget this season has been something of a... Uh... It's been difficult because I've had trouble keeping track of where everyone has moved to. So when you said Anthony Stellars representing um, Anaheim system, I was like, whoa, I forgot that that guy was even still around. I, all I remember was he was uh, he was last <laughs> with Lehigh Valley. And then apparently there's been some transactions that I didn't even know about. Hey, you know what? I actually um, talked to Anthony Stellars last week and he mentioned the fact that this was his second All-Star game. His first one was in Lehigh Valley. And he said that this one meant... A little bit more just because, you know, he's really enjoying his time in San Diego and he kind of relishes in the fact that it's in the biggest rivals home arena. (laughs) I think he said that jokingly, but I could tell he he loves being an all star and he's really going to enjoy next weekend. And yeah, the Ontario fans are going to be training for Anthony Stolarz. Imagine that kind of a a bit of a fun outcome for a bit of an odd career trajectory he's had. So. Here, he, here he's now on the opposite side of things, but still an all-star. Actually, I remember this quote. Just one of his fam- famous quotes to me was, I liked Lehigh, but you cannot beat the San Diego weather. 
Oh, yeah, I, I think I would have to agree with that. San Diego, the last time I was there, um, we spent some time in La Jolla. And, yeah, I, I I think Anthony has the right thinking here. Absolutely. Just, How can you not weather. love the 64 to 68 degree weather in San Diego, which is pretty constant? Oh, how nice it would be to have that where we are right now. But one difference between the National Hockey League and the American Hockey League All-Star Game, the NHL has three games. It's the two Western teams, the two Eastern teams, then they play each other in the final. For the American Hockey League, there are six games where all four divisions will play each other at least once. It's kind of a round robin. And there's going to be six games that are about 10 minutes each. So it'll be five minute half, five minute half. And then after those six games, the two teams with the highest standings points will face each other in the final match, which is seven minutes long. And then the winner of that game wins the All-Star Classic. And uh, I think, do they do the same thing where they have like a um, a shared prize for the top team? Or is it just kind of a uh, mostly bragging rights? They have a shared prize for the top team. I don't know how much it is, but they do have a shared prize. That's fun. I think a lot of the guys always like that just because it's a, you know, for some players who have worked very hard this season, it's, it's a little bit of like a... Um, kind of a pseudo performance bonus as you might say uh if if nothing else it's just a nice weekend in, in san diego weather well i mean the all same was in ontario which is only two hours north of san diego it's southern california it's perfect weather and the weather forecast next weekend is going to be about 63 degrees most of these guys are glad to get out of the snow and enjoy the socal sun Every time you mention Ontario, it, it, I have to forcibly remind myself that Ontario, <laughs> Ontario, California is not the same thing. I'm sure, though, that it is quite different from the uh, Canadian Ontario weather right now. Um, looks like a fun place, though. And then are there any like specific events that you're most excited about? I'm excited about the hardest shot, as I said before. And I'm also excited about the fastest skater. Uh, Sebastian Ajo for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. He's got some wheels on him. So does Jake Bean. Um, there are some other guys that I think are pretty fast. Um, Kyler Yamamoto for the Bakersfield Condors um, from the Edmonton system. He's got some serious wheels on him. Even last year during the playoffs, Kyler Yamamoto had a nice deal to lead the Condors to that epic 16-17 game winning streak. So I would love to see him in the fastest skate. But overall, just seeing everyone come together and seeing all-stars from all 31 AHL teams being represented. Can you tell I'm somewhat salty, folks? Just a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit. Hey, we all have our uh, we all have our things that we would like a little more acknowledgement for, huh? I mean, the fact that the Ducks are the only team without an all-star representative, that kind of sucks. But thank God the AHL game is out here in SoCal. Otherwise, I'd have nothing to talk about next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, at this point, Winnipeg's representatives. The funny thing about Harkins is I don't know if he's he's currently up with the big club, so I don't know how they're going to manage that. If they'll just if they'll just send him back down just for the competition, um, or if they would send somebody else in his place. Uh, they're probably going to do what every other team is doing right now: is send him down during the bye week or before the All Star break. That way, they can play in the AHL All Star game. Because typically both All-Star games are on the same weekend, that's usually not a problem. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. All right, JD, thanks for giving us a really nice overview. Guys, make sure that you give uh, his podcast a follow. That is LO underscore Ducks. 
JD, thanks again so much. You're very welcome. If you've been a recent listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard about all the great opportunities for advertisers who are currently partnering with Locked On to reach sports fans around the country. But you may not know that the Locked On Winnipeg Jets show is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Winnipeg Jets fans just like you. Unlike other podcasts, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners anytime, anywhere. These aren't just ordinary podcast listeners, they're Locked On listeners, fans who are just as dedicated and excited about your favorite team as you are. If your company wants to connect with Winnipeg Jets fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated and with disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support nearby businesses. Just text the word advertising to 3377 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. Our team will coordinate with you to get the most out of your Locked On advertising success. Once again, just text the word advertising to 3377 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Closing us out tonight, we're going to take a brief look at Winnipeg's upcoming schedule, which starts off this week with a back-to-back slate of games between Carolina and Columbus. Quite honestly, I'm not really feeling great about either of these games. Uh, The Carolina Hurricanes are, of course, one of the best teams in the NHL, and that was true last season, so too is it true this season. Obviously, Carolina presents a unique challenge, even though they don't have great goaltending. They certainly have a a potent 5v5 offense. They've got a great defense. They've got a, a pretty flexible coaching system. All in all, Carolina could be a bit of a problem for the Jets, and I don't expect much easier against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus definitely isn't as good as Carolina, but they have some of the league's best goaltending ever since they parted ways with former starting goalie Sergei Bobrovsky, who's currently sucking it up with the Florida Panthers. Unfortunately for Bobrovsky, it seems like Columbus was a good match for him. And the Blue Jackets are a pretty decent team, but they've had a whole host of goal, uh, goalie trios this year that are just kind of guys who maybe be backups elsewhere, but right now are posting among the best save percentages in the NHL. It's been a bit of an odd situation there, but I think uh, Columbus is pretty happy with where they are in the standings, and I don't anticipate that the Jets are going to have a particularly fun time, especially on the second half of a back-to-back. After that, the Jets are off for about nine days. Winnipeg is sending two representatives to the uh, NHL All-Star Game and Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley. Beyond that, though, they're not really going to be doing a whole lot. They're just going to be spending some time off and, I guess, trying to regroup from whatever the season has been. Given the fact that Lowry just got injured and will be out for an extended period of time, this break couldn't have come at a a better opportunity. The Jets, frankly, need to get healthy and, and try and figure out what exactly their defensive plan is because right now, without Dustin Bufflin, this blue line's a total train wreck. We're still missing Brian Little. Lowry's now down, and they're going to have to figure out how to work around that. Honestly, folks, this team is just something of a mess right now, and it, I don't know how it's going to get better. Uh, you know, Winnipeg could try to make some moves at the trade deadline, but I'm really not feeling it this year. It just seems like the Jets are in such a state of flux that there's no real plan other than getting guys like Sami Niku more time. I'd love for Harkins and Veselainen to really seize roles, but Paul Maurice definitely favors his veteran players, and neither of the neither of those guys really fits that bill as far as NHL experience goes. So uh, I anticipate that things are going to be status quo, and that's probably not going to be good enough. You know, if the Jets keep losing games, you have to feel like somebody in the front office is going to get impatient with the way things are going. I mean, this is just my opinion, but I get tired of watching the same team kind of crapping it up day in and day out. I know these guys are capable of better. They all know that they're capable of better. We just haven't seen it, and it's really a disappointment because... You ask me, I feel like the Jets should be in a playoff spot. Winnipeg is now three points out of a wild card spot, and I really don't think it's going to get any better. I mean, they're four points out of a, uh, a central division position in the top three, 
and I'm just not seeing where this team is going to start picking points up and, and really gaining ground. Things are slipping away for Winnipeg, and it's really a disappointment because, look, I get that the defense is total trash. It's it's pretty bad. Um, and I know that guys are trying really hard, but at this point, Winnipeg really doesn't have any margin for error, and this blue line unit's an absolute train wreck. Unless Josh Morrissey suddenly turns it around and maybe Tucker Pullman or somebody else steps up and, and turns into a top-four defenseman, I really don't know what this team is going to do. And so, given that they're probably just going to have to ride it, Winnipeg's kind of in the deep end. Maybe continually slipping and, and getting into non-competitive status is what will be the wake-up call for this team to start making changes, because right now, things ain't going well. But, that's for another day. I hope you guys enjoy the All-Star break. We'll be back every day, as per usual, probably talking over some different concepts and topics. But, uh, for now, thanks so much for listening. As always, have a great one, and go Jets go!